Hey guys, welcome to Search for Truth. I'm your host, James Wagner, and I just got finished having a conversation with Jamie. Um, she's one of my cousins on my mom's side, and it was funny because she was really convinced that she didn't have really a very interesting story. And you quickly see that that's because her focus was very abruptly aligned um, at one point in her life during a tragedy and it allowed her to put her priorities into very intense focus and the results that she's gotten from that have been um, nothing short of remarkable and it was such an inspiration to be able to talk with her so i think you guys are going to really enjoy all right well thanks for being on the show i really appreciate this yeah thank you for asking yeah yeah of course um, so where do you find yourself right now? You're down at the beach? Uh, yes, we are on vacation at Pismo Beach. Oh, fun. Pismo Beach. That sounds familiar, but I don't know where that is. Central Valley. It's not LA and it's not the Bay. That's what they say. <laughs> oh, okay. So what, in between? Yeah. Right near San Luis Obispo. Oh, nice. How is it over there right now? It has been warm this week, but the clouds are rolling in. It's supposed to get really cool, like drop 30 degrees tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm rolling in one day. That's pretty significant, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's cool. So, just kind of like a vacation then? Yeah. Actually, uh, my parents had the condo rented, and then, of course, they moved across the country and with COVID didn't make the trip to come back out and use it. So, we inherited nice. a week at the beach. <laughs> hey, take the win. <laughs> I'll never turn that down. <laughs> yeah, who would, right? Cool. Amazing. Um, so let's, uh, let's just get to know you a little bit. Um, so where were you, where were you born? Let's just start like origin story. <laughs> okay. I was born in Sacramento, California, and okay. I've lived within a 20 mile radius my entire life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Until January, because we are actually going to house hunt in South Carolina in three weeks. Wow, so the story changes. Yes, a lot of changes. This 2020 has brought a lot of changes. I think that's true for a lot of people. Right. Wow. Reprioritizing, seeing life through a different lens. Exactly. And a yeah. lot of, yeah, or just uh, seeing everything through different lenses, right? Your own life, yourself. Wow, that's amazing. So why, uh, clearly 2020 brought something, but why the change? Um, well, with the forced uh, quarantine, so I'm a hairstylist and I've owned a salon. I've been doing hair for 20 years. I've always been self-employed, but I've actually owned a salon for the last eight. Um, and then California, we were shut down for six of the seven months. You know, we got to open for one month in between, but in a seven-month period, we were shut down for six months. So I got to spend a lot of time at home. I've never been a stay-at-home mom. I was a single mom when I had my first child at 23. I had to work two jobs, actually, to get by back then. And I've always just worked full-time or more. Um, we, have a, we have a son together. My husband and I, we have a blended family, but we have a nine-year-old together. Hmm. And I've never known what being a stay-at-home mom was like. Um, wow. But I really liked having the time at home. As much as I love my clients and I do love what I do, uh, it just the change of pace, being more present. He actually really loved the distance learning, so he wanted to stay in homeschool. Really? And 
I've been doing this for 20 years, so it was kind of like, well, maybe it's time to look at uh, look at doing something different. And of course, in California, we have to be a two-income family because it's outrageously expensive and yeah. real estate, high taxes, everything. The cost of everything here is more. So we started looking at our options. Um, we put the salon on the market and just started looking at states, landscape. We love water, so we have to be coastal. Mm. Um, and we landed. We both agreed on South Carolina. <laughs> which us agreeing on something is a feat and a miracle in itself. So we're running with it. <laughs> What's the, the feat and a miracle? Uh, well, my husband and I actually agreeing on oh. something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. That's a, sign, that's a sign that there's a light illuminating this path here. Because <laughs> that well, never happens. Well, I, I hear uh, one positive thing that you don't hear a lot about 2020 is it gives you 2020 vision. Yeah. As it were, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of a bad dad joke with that one, but you know, gets the point across. <laughs> wow, so that's that's incredible, though, isn't it? I mean, that's one of those things that no matter what you've done or lived or seen, there's no way you could predict something like that. Oh, yeah, never. I bet there's going to be something that's going to force me to stay at home and have it live a completely different way, and then see my life differently and make these massive changes. I right. mean, that's. That's incredible. It's actually, at least to me, it's more interesting that you've been in one place within, like you said, 20 miles, um, at least living. I'm sure you've been outside of the 20 miles. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then to have such a, a clear change and like you said, light kind of kind of pointing the way. Right. Wow. Yeah. Everything along the way has, has happened so easily. So, wow. I mean, my husband's job is going to let him transfer, which they're not located outside of California. Um, our school situation with our son is already set up to where it's a nationwide um, homeschool program that he's in, so we can go anywhere. It, there's just a lot of things. So it's been really cool. I know I hear a lot of people obviously complain about all the things that have been different and challenging with uh, COVID-19, but for us, pretty much all the way around even for the changes that have been hard it's it's been a good it's been a good change in our lives so oh wow that's so good to hear because sorry i was gonna say sorry we don't feel like everybody else's it's it's weird to mm. see other people in their perspective because it's been completely opposite for us yeah exactly so how do you feel about about that you know do you find yourself comparing just kind of noticing that it's different I feel kind of bad for people that um, mm. I know, I know there have been challenges and don't get me wrong. People have lost jobs, um, unwillingly lost jobs. People have had financial hardships. People have had a lot of marriages have had a lot of issues. I know that from personal friends of mine where for us, it was actually a really good thing, but I do, I just, I feel sorry. I feel terrible for those people for the things that have not gone their way, but I just feel sorry for people that can't take a look and see the slowing down of life as a benefit or as a good thing. Mm. They can't appreciate it because I think overall that's been kind of the theme is that everything slowed down. It actually came to a halt for the whole world, yeah. not even just us. It came to a halt for the whole world. And I guess for me, I needed that. And I think probably a lot of human beings need that, that slowing down, that forced downtime. Um, I do feel bad for people that haven't been able to find something that they can appreciate out of that mm. because 
there's just so much to be appreciated for downtime. And I'm not a downtime person. I will be from here on here on out. Oh, beautiful. I, yeah, I've just been a go, go, go. And for everything, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, it's been good to, to be forced to slow down. Hmm, wow. You know, that's really interesting, especially hearing that you're not normally like that. And even so, you're able to find all these like amazing benefits and really wonderful like new perspectives. Because what I've seen myself with a lot of people who um, have some sort of thing like this happen, like you said, have job loss or a massive change in their life where it's slowed down to a point of, let's say, forced introspection. Because now you're with yourself and you don't have all these things distracting you as well. And I find that right. that's a lot of discomfort that people have. They're like, oh, I've been trying to escape that, these thoughts or these things that I don't want to face within myself um, by staying busy, you know? So hearing yeah. that, that it's, that's really, um, I don't know, kind of um, washed over pretty smoothly with you is, is great. It's amazing and quite telling, I think, for like how you've been living your life, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's telling of, <laughs> but it has been easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's, I don't know. It's really telling that you, it's so interesting to me because you have, you've had such consistency in a lot of things, you know, 20 years of the same career, um, 20 miles of the same location. And then all of a sudden when inconsistency yeah. in inconsistency comes your way it's like hey you know what let's just roll with the punches this is cool <laughs> like that's actually kind of remarkable yeah it, i would say it was refreshing it is refreshing oh wow yeah wow amazing. so i'm it. i'm looking forward to it it's a it's a journey and an adventure which is definitely something that i love but i haven't had enough of in my life mm. due to that consistency i guess yeah, so I guess it's a it's a welcome welcome change, welcome adventure. Yep. <laughs> cool. So you've been doing twenty years of hairstyle, right? Mm -hmm. um, kind of living in the in that. What does what has that looked like? What has been your experience as a hairstylist? And just living where you have all of it together, yeah. Oh, I mean, I I do love Northern California is beautiful. I love where we live. Um, I have a great clientele. My clients are my family. They're my friends. Most oh, of wow. them have been with me inside of the first four years. So a lot of them have been with me for over 15 years. So I've watched their kids grow up. I've watched their kids have kids, you know, all that stuff. I've walked them through so much life. Um, it's true what they say that hairstylists also double as therapists. Oh. <laughs> you don't necessarily get paid for that part and nor are we trained, but in a way our clients train us, I guess. Um, so yeah, I've really loved being, just like you said for this uh, podcast, you know, the idea is just connecting with people and we, we love people. Um, mm. I love people. And so it's been great to go to work every single day and be up close and personal. I mean, I literally touch, physically touch my clients. I yeah. help them feel good about themselves. I listen to them and uh, I haven't really felt like it was work in all these years. It's been going to the thing that I get paid at, but honestly, it's going to hang out with my friends all day. So I have really enjoyed it. Oh my God. That's, 
that's a blessing in itself. It is. I mean, hearing 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 you say that and really feeling it too. I mean, it's it's so genuine. It's just you're you're exuberating this sort of like joy with what you've done and the connections that you've been able to have and maintain. Um, what I've come to understand through life coaching is the number one human need is connection. Number one. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like whether deliberately or not, that's just something you very much got in spades, you know, with that, with that situation. So, yeah. wow, must have been just, yeah, just so satisfying. And having those deep connections, right? It's not just a month or two. It's well over a decade. That's huge. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I love my people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll listen to this episode. Give them a, yeah, maybe. Give them a shout out. <laughs> Too many to shout out, but I have been very lucky and very blessed for sure. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So what's Northern California like then? Northern California is really busy. Um, we've had a lot of the growth from LA. Southern California and the Bay Area have come up to Northern California because it, it's not affordable as far as the country goes, as far as real estate, but it's much more affordable than the Bay Area or um, Southern California. So the Northern California has changed a lot, especially over the last 10 years. The areas that used to be um, farmland and more rural are not anymore. There's housing and commercial building going on everywhere. There's lots of traffic, but the weather's beautiful. Um, I mean, the summers are a little bit hot, but other, everything else is really nice and mild and always stuff to do. There is a lot of culture, which is one thing I do love about yeah. California. And I think another reason why we wanted to be coastal when we move, as I told my husband, I cannot live without color. I need people of all color and food of all kind of backgrounds. I mean, I want all nationalities. I want to raise my kids, you know, with that. That's one benefit to being in California is um, we don't really look, I mean, we look at color and appreciate it, but there's so much diversity that, that um, it's just not something that's, I guess, remarkable in a negative way. I don't want my kids to go, you know, we kind of played with the idea of middle America, but I've grown up in California my whole entire life. I came up in school with every different kind of nationality and background and, you know, family situation and all of that. And, um, you know, you probably figured out I'm a huge lover of people. So I want yeah. my son to grow up in that same kind of environment. So I think if you stick with coastal, you have people coming in from all different areas and you know that their culture influences the culture of that particular area it's one thing that i do love about california so i'm hoping that we find that on the east coast oh wow i'm sure you will there's it's i mean it's a very different flavor on the east coast right. you know but uh, yeah that that definitely diversity you're gonna you're definitely gonna find that somewhere and that's that's incredible i mean Personally, that's such a contrast to where I grew up. Um, Northern Idaho, there's one color. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, I remembered when I traveled, you know, very seriously for the first time, um, how, um, I guess, detrimental that was. You know, growing up that way, really only being around white people, knowing you know, North Idaho redneck culture was about it. Um, you know, I wasn't even privy to various cuisines, you know, let alone yeah. actual culture and language and everything else. Um, it was like, it took a very, um, 
malleable mind and heart to be able to like adapt very quickly with that. And so that really speaks to me what you're saying, where you grew up in that environment, you want your son to grow up in that environment. And having been in that environment, um, how would you say that that has, um, I don't know, shaped you, I think is a good word for it. Shaped me. Well, um, definitely to be accepting and loving of all people and cultures and, Mm. you know, just all the differences, appreciating it, actually loving it. I think, honestly, it probably helps me as a person with acceptance of myself, which I know I did struggle with when I was um, younger. Not that I don't struggle at all anymore. Everybody has their hangups. But when you look at all different people or different cultures or different ways that they view, you know, just everything, academics, um, you know, choice of career, body image, all of that, all of that, emotional, you know, um, issues, just the, just personality, character issues, um, all over the world and different cultures, but they bring different appreciation, their norms, there are norms in those different cultures and having, I guess, such a, um, a wide variety of friends and people that I'm around. It's, it's kind of like just acceptance, I guess, and love and appreciation um, for other people and for myself. So that's probably the biggest thing. Just the world is big. You know, we're all as valuable as the next person. And nothing like you were saying, being raised in Northern Idaho and going out into the big wide world and seeing different people, different colors. And and I know a lot of people for them that can be a little bit um, alarming or they can be hesitant. They just don't know. It's kind of that fear of the unknown. And I feel like for me, I'm excited to always to get to know different people or to get to know their culture or to be um, enlightened on where they're coming from. To me, it's, it's interesting. So that's kind of how it shaped me, I guess, personally. Oh, wow. It's incredible. If that yeah. made any sense. <laughs> no, it really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, um, it just shaped you to be kind of a, a, a worldly person, you know, and really connect with people on almost a deeper level um, because you're so used to those varying, all the variables at the surface. There's culture and language and color and everything kind of going on. It's like when, when you're connecting with people, you're like, yeah, but we're also just people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> On the inside, we all have hearts. We all have minds. We all have feelings. Like I said, we all have hangups. We all, in that way, we are the same. Yeah. Oh, wow. That would that would be so valuable to kind of like start there <laughs> and then kind of accelerate up. Um, because, you know, with my experience, again, it was very much the inverse of that. Um, it was starting at a place of really deep ignorance um, with a lot of things. I mean, I had pretty much white culture, whatever that even looks like or is. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do. That's hardly even a thing. Um, and Native American culture, because we did have tribes and that sort of thing in, in Idaho. Um, and that was about it, you know? So going out and meeting people... Um, who were acting so differently or were okay with certain things and not okay with certain things or going around the world and seeing those different cultures, um, sort of seeing what you were talking about. Like there, you know, let's just say I was in, I was in Turkey, for example, and they were, 
uh, doing Muslim traditions. And there was obviously the language and the culture and the just the style of the buildings and everything was so different. But then yeah, I met some people and got to know them. And it's like, oh, wow, you're just you're just you're just a person like <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> not if, so different. Yeah. And you're not aware of that, I think, if you're not exposed to it. You know, stereotypes right. might get in your head, um, fears, misunderstandings, ignorance. And it can be really scary and difficult to uh, to try to get outside of that. Yeah, I agree. It's a big part of why we want to rate. We have been intentional about raising our kids that way, although we just have one at home now. But um, hmm. yeah, it, it's our job as people to do better with the next generation, I think. Absolutely. Which is great because the next generation is uh, is just so they're so full of that, like that energy, sort of that, you know, that force within them to <clears throat> to really want to expand out into mm -hmm. the world and see things and understand things in a different way than the previous generation. And so really encouraging that I think is is a good thing, you know? Yes. So what is it like um, raising kids in just kind of where you've, you know, Northern California, just where, uh, where you've done that? What's it like raising kids? My experience was pretty crazy just because of it being a blended family. So I don't know if I can actually speak for, for the norm. Um, but yeah, a lot of opportunity um, in our area. There's, you know, middle-class affluency. So a lot of opportunity and, you know, good schools, widely available, you know, sports. Um, really, I think the thing for us, the, the one thing I wish I would have done differently was had some more downtime with my older five, uh, been able to connect with them more and be a little bit more involved and in not having worked so much, but you can't go back. You can only move forward. Um, but really, it's a great place to raise kids. I think um, there's great weather, so lots to do outdoors. I, for us as parents, we were intentional about that. Our children had access to technology, but they didn't have free access to it. Uh, that's another thing that we were really intentional about is not letting them distract themselves and lock away and isolate on technology. Um, and our climate and our community really facilitated that, you know, having parks around and activities to do and always looking for something when I did have downtime to take the kids to go experience culture, basically, um, you know, music and art and community type events. So lots of that where we live in Placer County. Um, and so, I, I mean, I really did enjoy raising my children there. Definitely. Hmm. To have access to, to all of that in kind of your immediate area to me is remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, you don't have to travel halfway around the world for something like that. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Korea has all kinds and yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of stuff available, really. Honestly, I think every community, because I've lived in three different counties, um, like I said, a 20-mile radius, but yeah, always had those things available, so I really appreciate that. Hmm. Wow. So I don't know, it's so, it's so interesting. When we first got on the call, you were sort of a little nervous saying like, oh, I had a, my story is, is whatever, you know, but 
these are remarkable things that you've gone through and maybe because you've only lived in this in this small area it seems very normal to you this is not normal for so many people <laughs> like really i mean uh, even just the technology thing you know with your kids and being so intentional and aware and present about that um and then even like you said you're like well you had you had this retrospect that okay i could have you know been more present in this way or that way but then immediately reframing it and saying it's like okay and we can really only focus on like now and forward so these are like really advanced and like pretty incredible conclusions and understandings that you've come to that i talk with people who have lived far longer and haven't come to half of these understandings and so um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's any kind of real big accomplishment, I guess. It's mm. just, and that's what I was worried about coming on here. It's like, I guess I feel like I haven't done great, magnificent things in my life. But I definitely, my kids are number one, my family's number one, and that extends to my love of people, my clients, people in my community. So I get, that's kind of my thing, yeah. loving people. <laughs> I want to do it well. Well, I think that you um, you mistake your early understanding of what's most important as being not extraordinary. It is extraordinary. You just did it very early on and made it a habit. <laughs> because I'll take that. Thank you. I need to feel extraordinary today. <laughs> yeah, as you should, honestly. And this is just from like. A, an outside perspective, simply observing, especially having met however many tens of thousands of people I've met around the world and all the various interactions and seeing how people have lived, lived their lives and how families have lived their lives. Um, it's so funny because it would probably seem so, um, I guess, ordinary or unextraordinary in, in a way because the things that you have focused on really works so well and so when you do focus on people when you put love first when you're really connecting and as you even said with your um, hairstyling job you end up like helping people with their with their issues and their you know grievances and what, whatever they're going through in their lives all of that satisfaction coming through is such massive gaps and empty spaces in other people's lives that i've dealt with and seen and met and talked with that I guess I can tell you it's it's almost an objective truth like these are remarkable things <laughs> truly well as you're saying all that you know what's really weird and you know this about me already I'm mm -hmm. trying to process I do I'm very I'm always thinking my mind goes you, it probably goes back to losing my brother yeah. at 20 years old and my only sibling um, and tragically and having that kind of how COVID has done for like I was explaining now how it's how it's made me kind of view things through a different lens um, I do I think it just made me realize how short life is how valuable those people that you come in contact with and that you love and do life with are and you're never promised tomorrow, so you have to make the best and invest and be be intentional with the time that you have with the people in your life because 
I personally know what it's like to blink and have one of the most important people in my life just be gone in a, in a second with no warning um, and no preparation. Not that that makes it easy, but so I, I mean, I, I've never consciously thought about it until you were just speaking and I'm thinking like, I wonder why, I wonder why I do that. I wonder how I've never even honestly thought that much about the fact that I do do that. Um, but I think that's probably where it stems from. Definitely. That makes so much sense. It, it's just like you said with this, with COVID as a, as an analogy, it snapped your focus directly towards what you now, what you, what you came to understand as being the most important. Right. Um, I mean, wow, how, what a way to, to take an experience like that and really flip it around to end up not only affecting you in a way that you can appreciate all of those other things in your life, but then the, the huge web of people who are affected by that as well. You know, I mean, I bet if we were to just run around and talk with your clients and family and friends, they'd probably have shining things to say, you know, about their interactions and relationship with you. So, wow, I mean, transmuting, <laughs> yeah, transmuting something like that into something so impactful and beautiful that it helps, again, not only you, but so many people. I mean, wow, <laughs> really wow. Well, I guess, I guess that is a value. I mean, like I, going into this being nervous because I felt like I hadn't accomplished much, much mm. and truth be told. Um, if I can be transparent, you know, a lot of goals I had, a lot of goals I had finishing college, all these things where I saw myself in my career and all that. I've kind of felt like I was just sort of tumbling um, all these years. I mean, I loved what I did as a hairstylist, but I didn't finish my degree and I didn't get my master's and I wasn't running a company. And um, so you, you feel like this life-changing event came with my brother passing away and thinking that it set me off course and that I didn't accomplish because we were talking about accomplishments, all these things that I had hoped to accomplish. But I think since you've just helped me process all this, <laughs> I think that honestly what I have accomplished, if I've touched people's lives and if I've raised my kids up the way I think, you know, to be, to be open-minded and loving and to take, not take things for granted. Um, honestly, that's probably more of value when it comes to the end of life. You know, I mean, position and wealth and all those things, that's kind of what we look at as our measuring stick a lot of times, but I, I'll take hearts. <laughs> I'll take hearts of that any day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what a, what a difference in legacy too, you know, yeah. I mean, leaving, leaving all of those people with full hearts, you know, instead of uh, whatever other material accomplishments that, you know, would turn to dust eventually. So yeah, wow, that's, that's really remarkable um, to flip that around. It's so interesting, too, because it's like, really, whose, uh, whose measure is that of success? You know, is it our own individuals? Is it just what society threw on us? And we, oh, maybe I need to be chasing these dreams or goals or aspirations of, as you said, wealth and uh, accomplishment and building these things. Um, or is that not even mine? 
you know, it's, it can get so kind of like you said, you felt like you were sort of tumbling and flailing. It's like these things are, we're just inundated, you know, it's like, I think Russell Brand said, it's like you have jump leads, like a, from a car battery plugged into your brain and plugged in front on the other side is society, just boom, you know, telling you what to want and think and desire and these things. And we, we buy in because we want to be successful. We want to help people in the way that we think that might accomplish. Um, and then basically we end up just living life regardless and right. making those connections. Or we don't know there's an option mm. until something else comes, you know, opens our eyes, throws us off course, whatever it might be. Because I would have to say, I don't, I just, yeah, I was coming through school and going through life and growing up, not thinking that there was an option. That's what I was going to do. You're going to pursue these things. You, you had to get the degree. You had to, you know, get a good job, buy the house, do the things. So society's influence until you find out that there are other options. You can, you can do things differently. Right. Huh, wow. And I guess that all comes in, in different ways. And yours right. was a, yours was, was a rather loud, you know, very sudden awakening to that, to those kinds of understandings. And it sounds like it was almost subconsciously too. Oh um, yeah. Amazing. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't have been able to put that into words until just now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it though. I hadn't really stopped to think about it. Yeah. To Well, it's hard, it's hard to see as well, you know. Um, something I always say is we have blind spots with ourselves. You know, Definitely. We're, we're just living our lives and doing the best we can and day by day and whatever comes our way, we deal with it and we do whatever we think is right and et cetera. And it's, it's hard to see, you know, it's hard to, to pull out, to zoom from that high, that tall perspective and really kind of take a look at ourselves and our own lives and say, oh, oh, wow, that, okay, I can see, so... Something like this to where you just have somebody else sort of seeing it too can kind of help uh, put that in perspective a little bit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. See? See what I mean? There's more than enough remarkable things <laughs> and incredible things about you and your life and your accomplishments too. I mean, really thinking about these connections that you've made, those are accomplishments. I mean, they were accomplished. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Technically, they were accomplished. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't look at them that way, and I don't, mm. I don't know that I want to look at them that way because they're people. But yes, they were accomplished. The connections and the relationships were accomplished. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it sounds tread like down, tread on using that word though, just because I, I don't, you know, I don't know. They're people, accomplishing people, or I don't know. That's just me being careful about my people, though. <laughs> yeah, which, see what I mean? <laughs> that is just such a deep part of who you are, because really that's just semantics on the definition of a word. Right. That word can mean something different for anybody or nobody or what have you, right? But that shows how close and dear those connections are to you. You're like, well, hang on a second. Don't diminish this. This is important. <laughs> Can't make, can't make my people a number. Love that. I know you weren't doing, but it, it yeah. 
Yeah. But that's, that's the point, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Incredible. Goodness. So, um, so what does it look like? You said a lot of things are lining up with moving to the East coast or, you know, whichever kind of location ends up, um, you know, maybe speaking to you more. What does, uh, what does life look like? You know, once you get there, is there sort of ideas or plans or? Oh uh, yeah. We're going to kind of continue purposefully, um, what we got introduced to during COVID. So my husband is going to work from home um, remotely. My son is going to do uh, homeschooling, unless of course, if he meets kids and decides he wants to get back into school at some point, we're open to that. Um, nothing is set in stone, but as of right now, that's what he prefers to do. And I actually started doing a uh, social selling business three years ago before I ever had any inclination um, it's sort of piggybacked onto my salon business. Um, so I will be doing that from home. Um, I mean, I'm looking so forward to being able to explore all up and down the Eastern seaboard and see all the places and do all the things and take my son Nicholas to do, um, you know, there's so much cool history back there. So I'm already making a list of quote unquote field trips that we're going to go on. <laughs> we are going to be intentional about protecting our time and making space. And obviously the world goes around, you have to work and make money. Um, but we are finding more creative ways to do it so that we can enjoy the cohesion that we discovered during um, quarantine. So um, my husband and I are actually very protective over our relationship, our marriage, which we were living in the same house, but separately, which a lot of people don't know. Um, it's okay to share now because we're not there, but for the last five years. And I think we both, I know, because we've had conversations, we discovered that we were so busy that we had really grown apart that we weren't staying connected. And here I am connected with all these people at work. Mm. My husband actually has a tendency to be um, an introvert and to isolate because he's very... Um, very, very involved with his work and pretty much has it on his mind all the time, which he'll admit. Um, and quarantine, he didn't stop working, but it slowed things down. Obviously, it brought me home and we rediscovered why we fell in love, what got us married 13 years ago. And um, we just want a slower pace of life, a lower cost of living so that we can protect that time and not have to work as much as we were. And to be able to enjoy this life, to get him actually out of the house, to go do some of this traveling and exploring because I have grown up in a 20 mile radius, but I've traveled all over. I love going to different countries. Um, I love exploring our own country and he's not gone on any of those trips with me in 13 years. Oh my goodness. He's behind work. Mm. So we have to create space because that's something traveling and exploring adventure is huge for me. It's a big part of who I am. Um, and I want him to be there with me. And I think he's finally at a place, you know, you get to your forties and you're not there yet, but things are really different. You do start to have more introspection. You start to look back on the half of life you lived and how you want to live the second half. So for us, it's about, yeah, creating space and using our time. Yeah. Not to let the time pass by, but just to be more intentional and to explore, you know, the other side of the country 
as well. So um, new places, new sites, new people, and and a lot of history. I'm really excited about that. Being being in the teacher, wearing the teacher hat now, that I'm going to be on the side of the country, kind of where America started. Um, and there's just I've been back there, so I know how much cool stuff is there, yeah. and getting to share that with my son. So. I've got lists. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> God, you're getting me excited. I want to go. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. And how different too. I mean, what, 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 a, what a continuous adventure because, I mean, the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast is vast. Right. Huge. The culture and the history, as you said. I mean, really, you can just tell based on like, the road structures and the architecture everywhere, everything is just, you can tell it was built hundreds and hundreds of years ago, where in California, if a house is 50 years old, you're like, wow, <laughs> that's ancient. <laughs> yeah, my first trip to London, you know, we, we get to the train station, we go and we're walking around, and it was remarkable. Like, this looks like the East Coast to me. This is like Pennsylvania. I mean, I see... I see um, comparisons with, you know, D.C. and all those areas back there. So, and I love it. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Goodness. So what, so what kind of, um, you said you kind of have, you have, you have the teacher hat on, you know, kind of with what you're doing. You're trying to get more creative um, with how you bring in money. Um, you know, what does that look like? Do you have any, any, perspective ideas or well I'm gonna continue for now with the social selling business so it's a, a plant-based um, hair and skincare health and wellness company and they're new they're six years old I really love the products like I said it started with hair care so it piggybacked onto my salon now the company has grown and I've sort of grown with it what am I gonna oh I think we're on mute Oh, we're on. Can we get that? Oh, there we go. We're, somehow we're on mute. <laughs> so I'm not a social media whiz. I'm totally winging it. I'm, I'm sitting under mentors and I'm trying to learn as I go. It's a little bit harder in your 40s to learn new tricks. Um, yeah, but I'm finding new things about myself and doing all of that as well. I was just telling my husband last week that I have smiled more and I mean I never would have taken selfies I didn't even have a profile on my social media actually when I started it um, but I'm learning to I guess I don't know come into my own and be comfortable in my skin and it's really crazy because it's it's a means it's an income stream but I'm developing as a person as a leader um, developing my confidence so it's been really interesting uh, it's been really fun. I, like I said, I love the company, I love the culture, and I love the products. And they're products that I believe in. They have a they have a mission to be clean on toxic products, and um, that's huge to me. So we're gonna see where that goes, and hopefully, I'm successful. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh, just a, a a small personal thing as well. That is so important. Um, these all these small steps towards being more clean, being non-toxic, um, getting rid of these chemicals that we put in and on our bodies and in the air and the water and all of that collectively. Every little step we take towards that, hugely important. 
So, oh, it's massive. So I, I really, really, really hope the best for you in that, in that particular endeavor too. And goodness, I heard there's a, one of my favorite quotes is life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you're saying that now you're like, oh, there's all these things I'm not familiar with. There's these things that I'm uncomfortable doing. I never even tried this before. And you're jumping in anyway, you know, you're trying to get that presence and get that new, you know, knowledge and expansion is really is like, it, it would look like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. growing. Despite huh? Despite the fear. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Despite the fear. That's kind of the key though, isn't it? The fear of these kinds of things, the unknown, what we're uncomfortable with, that doesn't really go away. It's just if we decide to act anyway or not. True. Definitely mm -hmm. true. Wow. So many wonderful adventures. So what, uh, what does traveling look like to you um, outside the country or, you know, what have you? I cannot wait until we can travel outside of the country. <laughs> I hear you. I think just because we're being told that we can't actually that's not true because I missed my trip my girlfriend and I she does she works with this company with me and we actually went to cosmetology school together um, every spring for the last several years have gone over to England and our company expanded into um, the rest of Ireland outside of the UK and Poland and we were hoping to go into the UK and then um, visit you know Poland as well, and maybe throw a couple other places in there this spring, which obviously got canceled. So that's the top of my list. Italy's on there, but I, I have to save up because I want to go to Italy for a month. No, I am ready now that we have one child, and traveling with one child is simple to me. Traveling with all of the kids before would have been a nightmare, um, and just far too expensive to do it the way we like to. But no, I want to take Nicholas actually on our journeys. I mean, he's really excited for it. We talk about it a lot and go see the world um, because I'm at the point where I can do it now financially, you know, comfortable enough to do it and still physically able to walk and see. And that's how I like to travel. Um, we don't, you know, rent cars. We didn't do a ton of transportation when Jen and I have gone on our previous trips. We, we actually log our miles and we walk. And I mean, we, <laughs> for 80 miles typically when we're on our trips because you can't hear the buildings talk to you or Ooh. see the little things when you jump in a cab or I mean we just take the underground but you can't you miss so much that a lot of times it's like let's just skip it and walk in the rain yes get get a new pair of boots mm. and get on. we are gonna walk because I'm not going to really see the city. I'm not going to really take it in or smile at the people or you know, all that. Get the smells, just everything without walking. And so that's the way I like to travel. Even if I get to cover less ground, if I get to really take in everything around me. So I want to share that with Nicholas and hopefully he has the same passion. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he appreciates it and doesn't just tell me that his feet hurt. But Right. Yeah, I literally don't feel my feet hurt when I'm there and when I'm doing it. It's like, I don't know, adrenaline or something. It's crazy because I'll get on the flight to come home and my feet feel like they're going to fall off. But when I'm there in the middle of it, I'm just 
I'm not paying. That's not what I'm paying attention to. My yeah. senses aren't tuned in. I'm just taking it all in. So. Mm. Oh my God, that is incredible. I I mean, you took me there when you said that. <laughs> I really, the buildings talk to you. What beautiful imagery, you know, the smells, the sights, smiling at people. I mean, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. It's life. It's living. That's yes. what because I, I noticed when I traveled, um, I had a travel partner a lot of the time and she really enjoyed going to specific sites, you know, uh, this museum, that statue, these things. I noticed at the end of it, we kind of didn't even remember any of that stuff. It was this crazy person we met at this one restaurant somewhere, you know, off yeah. the beaten path. That was the memory we, we have, we remembered and cherished. And so to really focus your entire trip based on that. And I love that. In the rain, let's just do it. <laughs> like, incredible. I literally bought a new pair of boots when we were there because I destroyed the ones I took. And so now, I'm, now I go prepared. But right. it's because it's raining. I'm not made out of sugar. I will not melt. Just give me a better jacket and a new pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To have that real, that real raw experience. Yeah. Ah, uh, amazing. Wow. So uh, we're kind of nearing the end of the end of the time. If you were to um, just kind of like give a piece of um, advice or something that you found to be really valuable in your life, just say like, hey, you know what, this is something I observed or live by. Um, you know, what would you what would you say? Wow, that's a that's a big, big nugget to end on. Um, what I would say is, I don't know, I think for me, or maybe what has made the difference, what made the difference of going through stuff with my brother, or the way that I've handled things that have come my way, has largely come down to um, faith, faith in God, something bigger, the fact that we're all, you know, created, and we're all equal, we're all equally loved as much, and as much intention went in to making us and to, to putting us on this earth together, um, you know, all countries, all people. So I don't know, to seek that out, to seek out, um, you know, faith and, and something bigger and to view life through that lens. Just, uh, I think it helps you to have hope. It helps you to stay positive. It helps you to take the punches and stand back up and see what you can do to make your life and the lives around you better. I guess to live it better, right? You handle these things that come your way that seem are seemingly tragedies and they are not that they're not, but you can still turn that around and use it for something good. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Ah, ah, that was so good. Thank you so much, Jamie. I really, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I know that other people will who are listening as well. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you because I did too. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs>